0: How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 38 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today I'm going to extrapolate a little bit about what I talked about yesterday, which was how a half season affects the A's. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the best uh, half season performances by A's players over the course of the franchise's history, uh, both on the offensive side and the pitching side. Um, thought it'd be interesting and fun and whatnot, and go into a little bit of A's history and all that stuff. Maybe give us some hope for next or this season, uh, whenever it starts, and all that stuff. So, uh, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit uh, today. I'll just break it up uh, first half is offense, second half is pitching, and uh, that'll be the episode. And as always, please follow us on social media. Uh, on Twitter, we are at LockedOnA's. I am personally at ByJasonB. You can follow each of us. And you know, It's me. I'm both. So I don't know why I always say us. But us is like the royal us, the podcast, uh, which is me and this microphone, I guess. Um, I should start a, a microphone Twitter account. Anyways, um, we're also newly on Instagram. So there's a few pictures up there, uh, baseball-related things. Uh, that is at Locked On as, as well. Uh, I've tweeted it out once or twice, so uh, there's a link in there if you follow us on, on uh, Twitter already. You can find the link there. Um, I'll be sure to post things more frequently as I finish up this move. Um, and then if you have any mailbag questions for us, you can find us at uh, lucked on athletics at gmail.com. So, uh, you can do that. We'll do a mailbag episode. Uh, as soon as questions start rolling in, I'll be asking for those on Twitter here pretty quick. Uh, next week I've got an interesting idea. So we're going to try and focus on that because, uh, got some time off from work and, uh, gonna, gonna have some free time. So gonna handle that. But, uh, today we're talking about the best, uh, half seasons from A's and, uh, some of these names are going to be quite familiar for you. Um, we're going to, we have seen three of them play depending on how old you are. Um, and then the other ones are from, you know, other dominant A's teams. So, uh, at the top of the list was the first half of the 1933 season of Jimmy Fox. He, uh, he played 71 games in the first half. He had 24 homers. He had 69 runs batted in. Uh, he had an OPS of one, uh, is what we're gonna. 1.206, 12.06. That's what I'm going with. And then his OPS plus was 235. Uh, And OPS plus is similar in uh, how you comprehend it to the WRC plus that I've used in the past. Um, Basically, 100 is average. Anything above 100 is above average by that many percent. So he was 135 percent above average. Which is friggin' ridiculous. So, uh, Jimmy Fox, not bad. Also, quick side note, uh, on my MLB The Show on PlayStation that I've been dabbling with the last couple of days since it downloaded, uh, I have veteran Jimmy Fox who played for the Philadelphia Phillies, and he is not nearly as good as 1933 Jimmy Fox. I'll tell you that, um... I think I have like one hit and 10 at bats with him. So, oh, well, you know, who's really good though. Dave Kingman. Uh, he met Dave, Dave Kingman, but you know, Dave Kingman hitting dingers like it. Uh, back to the actual show though. The second best first half from an ace player was a 1932 first half from Jimmy Fox. Uh, Jimmy Fox is on his list quite a bit. So I had to skip over him. So it wasn't just the Jimmy Fox podcast today. Um, in 1932, he played 80 games in the first half. He had 30 home runs, 93 runs batted in, and a 1244 OPS. So, uh, you know, that was a little bit better, but he had nine more games to do it, which is why he was ranked a little bit less. I sorted these by OPS plus, so that's why, uh, the numbers look better, but, you know, uh, so he had a 232 OPS plus, so... That's why he was there. He was three percent worse the year before. Um, I'll get into his 1932 season here in a sec, and uh, some fun tidbits about that because it shows up again, which I found crazy. He had two of the best halves in A's history, at two of the top six, I believe, is what it ranked as, and uh, it was the same season. So that's a ridiculous season. So. I'm pretty sure that that would be the best season of all time by, know, by not an Oakland athletic, but, you know, an athletic in franchise history. Uh, third on the list, you got the first half of 1996 for Mark McGuire. He, had, he played in 65 games. He had 28 home runs. He drove in 60 runs and he had a 1295 OPS, which is the highest mark in OPS uh, of any of these guys on the list. And then he also uh, was 130% above league average in that first half. So, uh, not a bad 96 for Mark. Fourth on the list, we got uh, the second half of 1931 from Al Simmons. He played in 50 games. He hit 12 homers and he had 58 runs batted in with an 1176 OPS and a 224 OPS plus. So, not bad. I mean, the A's in the from was it 29 to 32? pretty good pretty pretty they were good um and actually i just uh, shortchanged jimmy fox i said he had two of the uh, top six halves he had two of the top five halves um and it was the same season so good for him uh so he he appears on this list three times in total for three of the best halves in a's franchise history um so the other half of his 1932 campaign he played 74 games, he had 28 home runs, he drove in 75 runs, he had an 1193 OPS, and he had a 220 OPS plus. So, big drop-off, obviously. Um, and I'll tally all those stats here in a sec for his complete 1932 season. But uh, there was a couple more guys on the list that I, I found interesting. One of them being Reggie Jackson, uh, who actually does come in at 6th. Um, It was his first half of the 1969 season. Uh, So, we got an Oakland Athletic on this list. How's about that? Uh, So, Reggie played 91 games in that uh, first half. He had 37 homers, 79 runs batted in, an 1130 OPS, and a 219 OPS+. plus. Um, They weren't quite World Series caliber yet, but you could see where they were going because Reggie was the star of the team. Um, so, you know, and he was coming into his own. So good for him. And then, uh, I went down the list a little bit and all the way down to 14th because that's where my favorite player, uh, resides. Not like of all time, but he was definitely, uh, near and dear to my heart when he played with the A's and later the Phillies. Uh, 1997, Matt Stairs, that's peak Matt Stairs in my eyes. Uh, he ranks 14th on the list. And, uh, in the first half of that season, he played in 70 games. Which is most of the games, but he only had 135 at bats in that time. Uh, he walked, you know, 20 times or something like that. So he had like 150 something uh, plate appearances, I believe, is what it said. But uh, I-, I know that the over, you know, the uh, counting stats aren't crazy, but it's the sabermetric uh, stuff that gets you. So he had 12 home runs and 35 runs batted in, and 11.33 OPS, which is Uh, Three points higher than Reggie Jackson had, but, you know, obviously smaller sample size. Uh, And then he had a 195 OPS plus, so he was 95% above league average and had 135 at-bats. So, good times. Um, So if you take his 135 at-bats and you divide it by the 12, that is a home run every 11 at-bats. That's, what, Barry, that's Bombsian? I'm pretty sure that that's about what Barry Bonds was hitting about when he was hitting 73, so uh, not a bad half of baseball by Matt friggin' Stairs. Okay, so we still have a lot of show to get to. I got Jimmy Fox to talk to, talk about. Uh, I got some Babe Ruth stuff. Got all the pitchers that we got to talk about and, you know, how this ties into 2020. But uh, first, I'm going to have to take a little break, so uh, I'm going to read about withings real quick. So uh, here we go. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the Best Overall Smart smart Scale 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step-on and data from every weigh-in sings automatically to the app for iOS and Android, via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means that you need to have your phone on you. But with Withings Body Plus, it gives you weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, that's W I T H I N G S dot com, slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W I T H I N G S dot com, slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. All right, so Jimmy Fox in 1932 went ballistic. He had 585 at bats. He walked 116 times because he was hitting the snot out of the ball. Uh, He also scored 151 runs. He drove in 169 runs, and he bashed 58 homers. This is just after Ruth had hit 60 in 1927, so he was two away from becoming the new Babe Ruth, which is crazy. I feel like I read something about Jimmy Fox and... Like he got spiked or something. I've been reading a lot of history lately. And I was like, oh, everybody gets spiked. Uh, there was like a reason I feel like he didn't break their record that year. And I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I may also be conflating a bunch of different history things. So uh, I'm going to look that up a little bit later. And I'll get back to you guys next week on this one. But uh, so we had all of those things. He hit three sixty four for his batting average. He had a seven forty nine slugging percentage and a twelve eighteen OPS. Uh, so not bad. He finished with a 10.4 uh, baseball reference war, and he won the MVP award because, obviously, and uh, this was his first of back-to-back MVPs, and he'd win three total in his career, the third one coming uh, when he was with Boston later on. Um, on an A's note, they went 94-60 and 60 that year, so not a bad year. They had a great performance from uh, Jimmy Fox. And they finished 13 games behind the Yankees, and since there was no playoff format, they didn't go to the playoffs um, because the Yankees had, I think it was Mantle and Ruth, and they were both ridiculous. Uh, and because I keep mentioning Ruth, I had to, you know, look up his season a little bit, and uh, in or you know the the year that he hit 60, and he hit 60 home runs in 1927 and had a 12 and a half baseball reference war. And he didn't win the MVP, which in today's world is mind-boggling uh, to have a 12 and half war and not win the MVP. That's like Mike Trout regularly. But uh, what really got me was he didn't even place in the top 25 in voting. Mickey Mantle won, and, uh, you know, good for him. And he had like an 11.7, but nobody else had above 10. I don't think anybody else had above 8 wins above replacement. And there was guys that were in the middle of the pack who had negative wins above replacement. So voting's evolved is, is what we're going to go with on this one. Uh, I just found that ridiculous and very, very funny. All right. So for the pitching side, I kept it a little bit more brief, um, partially for time and partially because it's harder to sort pitchers because innings vary, especially over time periods. Um, and I know that, you know, Uh, the dead ball era and stuff like that, but just the way that uh, arms are used nowadays is much different than how they were used just like 20 years ago, let alone over the last 100 years. So uh, I sorted by OPS plus against, so basically the reverse of what I sorted by for the offensive players. So the guys that gave up the least OPS uh, on base plus slugging plus, um is how we're going with this. So anything below a hundred is that much above league average. So they did pretty good. Uh, at the top of the list, I flip-flopped them. Um, I, I put Vita Blue first, even though he was tied with number two or the, the second guy that I'm going to talk about here, uh, just because he pitched way more innings. So Vita Blue in 1971, his first half, he threw 184 innings and a, uh, and another third, so 184 in third innings. He had 188 strikeouts, a 41 OPS plus, and a 142 ERA. And the second guy on this list I'm sure we all remember. Uh, first half of 20, or 2008, Justin Dukesher. Uh One of my favorites, partially because his name barely fit on the back of his jersey. But uh, also, I like long relief guys. He's Mario Petit, my guy. I like him. Uh, here was the man for however long he was with the A's. It felt like a decade, but uh, I'd have to look that one up too. He pitched 108 and two-thirds innings uh, in that first half, which is ridiculous for a long-relief guy. Uh, I'm sure that he was making starts in there as well. Uh, he struck out 66. So uh, not the K-9 per nine that we usually look for, but, you know, that's fine. He also had an OPS plus of 41, and he had a 182 ERA. So, uh, you know. Good good first half. Uh basically these two guys and uh the third guy on the list, they were making everybody on the opposition look like twenty fourteen Andy Perino. So uh shots fired at Andy Perino, I guess. Uh sorry, buddy. Um I do remember writing a I had just started blogging, I think, and I was like, no guys, Andy Perino's like the answer. Uh, up the middle, because he's got such good defense. And his defense is like enough to make him an all-star almost. All he needs to do is hit just a little bit better. And he had, you know, a forty two OPS plus in twenty fourteen, so uh I was new in to analytics, so uh that, that take didn't age well, but it's embedded in an archive somewhere, so uh good luck finding it, Suggers. It's on fan It it's there. You can feel free to troll me. I'm sure that it was a terrible, terrible, terrible article. Uh but I had to write a lot, so I had to come up with silly little things that would get clicks. And uh, that was a different time. Um, all right, anyways, third on the list. We got uh, the first half of last season, Liam Hendricks. Uh, he pitched 51 in two-thirds innings. He struck out 65. He had an OPS plus of 43. And he had a 122 ERA. So uh, that gives us hope for 2020 in a... Small sample, obviously. Um, Liam Hendricks, who was DFA'd in 2018, came out and had one of the best pitching performances in a half of season by an A's player. So, uh, you know, they can come out of nowhere sometimes. Let's hope. Uh, number four on the list, we got the first half of 2015 with Sonny Gray. He pitched 123 and two-thirds innings, he had 108 strikeouts, a 46 OPS plus, and he had a uh, ERA of 2.04. So, uh, you know, guys that we are familiar with have done this in the recent past. Uh, three of these guys have pitched in just over a decade. So uh, who's to say 2020 isn't going to have another one? I- I'd be okay with that. And then uh, the last of the top five, uh, it was the second half of 1910 from Chief Bender. Uh, he pitched 106 innings. He struck out 83, and he had a 47 OPS+. Plus. His ERA for a half is not listed because they didn't play halves. Uh, there was no All-Star game back then, um, which is actually another fun fact that I learned. They instituted that in 1932. No, 1933, um, because Jimmy Fox was not an All-Star in 1932, and I was like, the fuck is going on here? And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, there was no All-Star game for him to be named to, so, okay, all all out, I guess. I I mean, I knew that the All-Star game wasn't always around, but uh, I didn't know what year it actually started, so I I did minor sleuthing and figured it out, so uh, there you go. I'm not furious anymore. So how does this all tie into 2020? Um, As I mentioned here, most of these uh, halves were in the first half of a season, and Assuming that the season in 2020 starts in June or July or something, there's probably not going to be a second half of the season. So you're basically playing one half, and they're going to be more fresh and all that stuff. And nine of the 12 halves that I listed here were in the first half. And uh, one of those second halves was just Jimmy Fox tearing apart baseballs the entire season. So I don't know if we can count that. Um... So basically, 9 of 11, let's call it. Um, And that bodes well, I guess, if players are going to do well. And it's going to be in the first half, generally, in A's history. And, you know, for the most part in, you know, baseball history, because guys are just healthier. Uh, They're not dealing with, you know, game 120 in Texas in, would that be August, late July, one of those months. Um, So. It it makes sense, it, and it kind of goes across the board for all teams, I assume. But this is an A's podcast, so obviously we're the most optimistic about the A's uh, in you know a half season and all that stuff. I know that yesterday's episode was a little bit more pessimistic with you know, some of the challenges that they have to face uh, with a shorter season, but maybe there's reason for optimism with uh, you know some of the names that I mentioned there. Maybe Matt Chapman just puts it together and doesn't have a slump for you know a couple of weeks or something like that. Uh, Matt Olsen can just hit friggin' dingers and then uh, get that arbitration money. Ken Rosenthal was saying that, you know, players like Chapman uh, could reach milestones before they hit arbitration, and he would hit, uh, I think it was Ryan Howard's, like 125 or something home runs hit before reaching arbitration. And with the shortened season, he doesn't have a chance to do that unless he hits all the friggin' dingers. I think he needs, like, 40 or something like that. Um, So... You know, there, there's room for hope and all that stuff. But uh, I'm starting to ramble, so I'm going to get out of here. Make sure to follow us on uh, both Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnA's. You can follow me personally at ByJasonB. Um, that's all that. There's the Gmail account at Locked on Athletics at Gmail. Um, send us questions or comments about the show. Do whatever you want to do there. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review on, uh, Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And also please subscribe to the podcast. We have a fun week coming ahead next week. So, uh, you're not going to want to miss that. So stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland, be good to each other, wash your hands, say something nice to somebody on social media today. I will talk with you guys next week.